This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, we've got partly cloudy skies on the way for this Thursday, the 25th day of April. Daytime highs expected to be around 68 degrees. 20% chance of showers in our forecast for today. But that's kind of the end of the warm weather then. Tomorrow, mostly sunny but breezy. Highs on Friday around 62. Saturday will drop to around 40 degrees with light rain about 60% likely on Saturday. Back up to 54 on Sunday, but still only in the 50s for the front part of next week. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist has your weather details in about 15 minutes. Kind of a sad note this morning, former State Representative Ed Brooks from Reedsburg has passed at the age of 76. He was battling cancer, of course. Ed started his career as a dairy farmer, and he kept that passion with him right through the end of his career. We'll talk more about Ed's legacy after 5.30. And it's a no-brainer. Jim Mulhern, president and CEO of the National Milk Producers Federation, says doesn't matter the size of your dairy, you need to take a close look at the dairy provisions under the 2018 Farm Bill. We're talking about that after 5.30, along with catching up to our friend Bryce Knorr. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand. Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And And we're we're ready ready to to champion champion rural together. together. Learn more at Compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender. Losing a loved one is never easy, and probably one of the last things you are thinking about at the time is whether or not that loved one was a hero and an organ donor. I'm Pam Yonke. Al Wright from Barneveld can tell you all about it. He lost his wife, and while sitting in the hospital waiting room, the family remembered that she wanted to be an organ donor. We sitting around, you know, and my son said, didn't mom want to be a donor? My gosh, she did. You know, you're not thinking of that at the time. That's Al Wright from Barneveld. His wife, as an organ donor, became a hero to some 50 people that were touched by tissue, eye, or organ donations from her. It's easy to do. You can register now online. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. Today, there's more than 3,000 Wisconsinites waiting for an organ, tissue, or eye donation. You could become their hero. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. It is nice to have a little bit of warmer weather around, that's for sure. Helps us all get things going. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. We saw an uptick in the amount of spring tillage work and actual oats and potatoes that got planted because of the warm weather. And now we're starting to see an uptick as far as insect activity, Bob. Some of those good insects that we like to see active on farm fields. Absolutely, Pam, and you're talking about honeybees. And, yeah, like our... uh people from the Midwest and upper Midwest that uh, head to Florida and places like that for the winter time, it's time to come home. And that's what's happening with the honeybees. Those hives are coming home. One gentleman who got started in the business just because he happened to go to a meeting, Jonathan Logerman from down in the Osseo area, oh, about a decade or so, he went to a meeting and thought that would be interesting. And he started with about five hives. Well, a decade later, he's reached the point where he's quit his job and actually works full-time in the bee business as well as supplying other people in the uh, honeybee industry. And our Scott Schultz talked to him and uh, about his decision to move forward full-time into the honey business. 
Well, we had gotten to the point uh, where last year I used up around eight weeks of vacation from work. And uh, at that point in time, uh, we had to decide if we were going to do it full-time or probably might have to cut back. So we decided, uh, you know, let's just lay out a plan and uh, give it a whirl and, and see what we can do. And that's uh, what we did, uh, cut back, uh, quit work on uh, the 29th of March. And uh, we're looking forward to getting uh, getting going here for the year and We'll be running around uh, 1,000 plus hives for the summer, and we'll see what happens. 1,000 plus hives, that's a little different than when you started out. What did you start with and how long ago? Yeah, this is our 11th uh, summer. Uh, When we started out, uh, the first summer we had five hives. And uh, basically we had gotten started. There was a couple guys at work who had taken a class at the Dunn County uh, Beekeepers put on, and we had been talking about it at work so that – Next uh, winter, I had uh, uh, went to that class and uh, kind of checked it out and bought five hives. And since then, we've been uh, putting all the money that we would get from honey sales back into the business and uh, adding bees every year. And and about four years ago, we started going, uh, our bees started going to California in the winter for almond pollination. Uh, and then really after that, uh, we had lower um, overwintering losses, which allowed us to really ramp up the expansion. And uh, basically, that's how we got to where we're at today. Did you purposefully and consciously keep expanding that way? Well, it was kind of cool to begin with when you start thinking about what the bees and how they their brood nest explodes and stuff, and they add more bees. And then we started thinking, well, you know, there's a lot of beekeepers that go down south for the winter, and maybe that would be kind of a cool thing to do. And, and so we kind of had it in the back of our heads if this thing could kind of kind of go, you know, we gave it enough nurturing that maybe we could get to a point that uh, we could pull the plug and do that full time. So that's, I I think in the back of our heads, we probably knew, you know, like after year three that, hey, we could probably make this goal. And uh, we just uh, kept at it and put the plan together. And here we are today. You have a bunch of equipment and a bunch of processes that go on here in this building uh, where you are in the industrial park in Osseo. That's quite an investment you threw into this. Yeah, it's uh, capital intensive when you start uh, looking at the amount of boxes a, a beekeeper needs uh, just for the bees to live in. And then uh, for honey supers, uh, that you know that doubles it or triples the amount of boxes. Uh, and then we... we uh, We've been bottling honey and putting it in the grocery stores in the area, and uh, so we have that capital investment with all the stainless, and and basically we have a commercial kitchen where we're doing the bottling. Um, And then you get into the extracting end of things. That equipment we only use uh, basically in July and August for us. And uh, but that's all stainless steel and and stuff and as you know automated as we can be at at this point in time. But there's a significant amount of money in there. Yeah. What are you looking at for the markets? You mentioned you have the grocery store markets. I'm thinking you might do some uh, farmers market work. Are you getting to the point where you're also doing some wholesale stuff? 
Yeah, we we started out uh, doing a lot of farmers markets early on, and then with the the bees demanded more time, um, we weren't able to do as much. We still do the one in town here in the summer. Um, then that's what pushed us into the retail aspect of things. Uh, since we've uh, grown, we we produce more honey than we can sell uh, in the grocery stores. So now we're getting into bulk sales. Uh, the beverage industry has been a, a quickly growing industry. There's uh, more beers uh, in the area um, that are putting honey in. Um, and then the soda, all natural soda is starting to really explode, uh, not just here locally, but uh, nationally. And there's a lot of honey that goes into that. So we're getting more into bigger, larger bulk sales. And then we do sell uh, drums of honey to uh, other packers and, and whatnot. Uh, and that's how we get uh, move the product. I remember a few years ago when honey was sitting in barrels in a lot of producers' barns. It kind of turned a corner, do you think? Yeah, at the we, we're part of the American Beekeeping Federation, and the National Honey Board did a report this past winter, and they showed that ten years ago uh, domestic consumption was around 350 million pounds, um, and that in the last uh, ten years has grown to 650 million pounds of domestic uh, consumption. So there's a lot of, you see it with the multinational food companies and stuff, adding honey to uh, more of their products. Um, And that's that's just driven the, the honey market. How about the value added stuff, waxes, everything that goes along with it? Have you become bigger and more conscious of those markets as you've started to grow and actually now gotten into it full time? Yeah, um, that's a you know a cool product that we would have is the the wax that's produced uh, the, the bees do, um, and originally we probably didn't pay as much attention to that just because of the scale we were we didn't have that many pounds uh, of that that we would end up having uh, a year, and now um, that's become a more important uh, component of the income uh, as we've moved uh, to a larger scale. Uh, in, in the wax that the that the bees produce after it's uh, refined down, um, those go into uh, cosmetics, uh, lotions, um, lip balms, um, is used by the bee industry for wax foundation, mm-hmm. and then um, also industrial uses. So there's quite a market out there for those products. Something that you were educating me about before was another byproduct that has to do with the trees, and explain that if you would. Yeah, so the bees uh, gather tree resin uh, throughout the year, and they use it for themselves as as uh, uh, it's called propolis, and they glue the the frames together, and it's really sticky, and it's always in the beekeeper's way. Uh, but um, we end up cleaning up our boxes and and selling that product and there's people out there that refine that and then there's uh i'd say it's like uh old school uh old history type uh in europe and stuff they do use that for uh medicinal type purposes and stuff so there is a market for that out there and and we capture that too you're not in this operation alone here, John. I know your wife Ingrid's in another room right now doing some bottling. Family operation, huh? 
Yeah, it's uh, it's me and Ingrid, and then uh, we do have some summer help that helps us when uh, when we get into the busy season. Our kids do help out. Uh, they're uh, going to be 12 and, and 8 this year, and, and they, they help out as much as they can. Uh, and we're sitting in the game room now where they get to hang out when, uh, when they get sick of working with us. But, yeah, we, we're family operation. And how about the health, the bee health? Are you bumping into anything with that? The transportation to the south, does that help your mortality rates? How is that for you? Yeah, um, the varroa mite is the the what pretty much drives the issue with the the viruses that they transfer to the honeybees, and as long as those uh, mites are uh, as reduced as much as a beekeeper can, um, that helps with the bee health. And then plus, with us going to warmer climates in the winter, we reduce that cold weather stress uh, on them. So our wintering losses. Uh, tend to be a lot better than any of the bees that are overwintered outside in the north, yeah. And how about the honey production right here when the hives are home, so to speak, and home ground? How big of an area do you spread out to from this Osseo location? Yeah, right now we're around uh, 20 miles. Uh, it, just put a, a circle around Osseo, and we've probably got hives all within that 20-mile <laughs> radius of, of Osseo. And some cranberry growers hitting you up? Yeah, we've uh, done a little bit of cranberry pollination. Um, we try to stay with the local ones close by the Osseo area. Um, and, and then that adds a little bit of extra revenue for us. And, and the thing with the pollination, the reason we, we do the cranberry pollination and then also do the almond pollination in the winter is that's just guaranteed income where with the honey crop, uh, the honey production it varies so much year to year just depending on the weather. All right, that's John Logterman at Osseo with Logterman Honey and his family operation. I'm Scott Schultz on the northern ends of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Hit the open road with the Ashley Home Stores of Madison. Ashley is now hiring delivery drivers to join their growing team. Why drive for Ashley? Well, they're an employee-owned company, paying $17 an hour plus benefits and bonuses. Join a great team. Drive for Ashley Home Stores of Madison. Apply online at bostonfam.com or in person at the Ashley Home Stores in Madison. By land, sea, or air, Alaska is beautiful. And guess what? We'll see Alaska all three ways. I'm Pam Yankee. It is time. Make that call. Make that reservation. We've only got a few seats remaining for our Alaska Agriculture Adventure, August 20th through September 1st. Call 800-826-2266 for reservation details or online. Fabulousfarmbabe.net, right there on the homepage. Alaska, August 20th through September 1st. Welcome to the Middleton Farmers Co-op, locally owned and operated for over 90 years. To be a member is to purchase from the Middleton Cooperative. This spring, they have expanded the rental selection. Visit the website at middletoncoop.com for a rental list and videos to help you with your landscape projects. They also carry fertilizer, mulch, edging, and bulk landscape materials. Pick it up or they deliver. Stop in to see Unilock pavers and wallstones. Pick up a catalog today and stop to check out the demo areas. Unilock, designed to connect. 
Middleton Farmers Co-op is an authorized Scott's Lawn Pro 4 Bag Program Distributor, and the spreader use is free with purchase. They carry lacrosse forage and turf products. Get your Madison Parks or a variety of forage and seed products from your neighbors at the Middleton Farmers Cooperative. Whether you're building a fire pit, decorative retaining wall, walkway, or paved patio, Unilock is the best in the business. Stop by and pick up a catalog, then enjoy your new outdoor living space. Middleton Farmers Cooperatives, do it best center. Powered locally. Become a neighbor today. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. It's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report. 521 now on a Thursday morning. So far, so good as far as temperatures are concerned, but things are going to be changing. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. Uh, so by the time I come back to the office later today, better better probably grab a jacket. Is that what we're thinking, Stu? Well, the temps are still going to be nice, but there'll be that little sprinkly rainfall out there, Pam. You know, that's going to add a little of that that raw feel to it, you know, the moisture in the air. Uh, more of that cooling happens for tomorrow, and then there's Saturday. Well, Saturday things are all different. Talk about a little rain this morning, extending from Nebraska into southern Minnesota, into western Wisconsin, still a little north of La Crosse, just a little north, and north of Austin, too, I should say. It's going to be dropping southeast, so that little cool front that's dropped into northwest Wisconsin extends down to southwest Minnesota and Nebraska. That's going to march a bit further east and southeast. So we all see some of that rain chance. This morning, especially in western Wisconsin, this afternoon elsewhere, showers, a slight chance of a thunderstorm late today or tonight. Not a whole lot of rain, a couple of tenths of an inch if we see that much. It's more so the weekend when low pressure moves in that rain and even snowflakes could be around. I'll have forecast details right after this. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. So whether you're just starting out or on your way to building a legacy, We're here for you, wishing you a safe and successful planting season. Learn more at Compeer.com. Trademarks of Compeer Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. For control of yellow nut sedge and tough-to-kill broadleaf weeds like common lamb's quarters and water hemp in your cornfield, tank mix Yukon in your post-emergence herbicide treatment. Yukon is the gold standard in knockdown and residual control of yellow nut sedge. With two modes of action, Yukon gives you an easy-to-tank-mix tool that also helps defend against herbicide resistance. To keep your cornfields clean of yield-robbing yellow nutsedge and tough broadleaf weeds, trust Yukon from Gowan, USA. All righty, Stu, let's have some more of those details on that forecast. All right, call it cloudy today, and it is still going to be fairly mild. In fact, above normal, but some rain develops. Showers this morning in western Wisconsin, then later this afternoon in the south, a slight chance of an afternoon thunderstorm in southern Wisconsin. Mid and upper 60s today, southwest winds at 5 to 10 become northwest. Still in the south, a little rain this evening. Otherwise, skies will be clearing out, and we drop in the upper 30s, maybe a 40 here and there. Northwest winds at 5 to 10. Mostly sunny Friday, a little better, upper 50s, a 60 at maybe La Crosse and Madison, cooler elsewhere. Northwest winds 8 to 18. Then that next system comes in, cloudy skies, rain, and snow on Saturday. I have to talk about it. I have to say it could be one to three inches of snow accumulating Saturday with that rain. Upper 30s and low 40s, Pam, so kind of a wet and uh, not very pleasant Saturday coming up. One to three inches? Are you serious? Yeah, that wet sloppy, you know, where it's almost all <sighs> rain, but it has chunks in it. 
<laughs> oh, I I know it is only still yeah. April. I know, but cotton picking. All right, we'll. This, this is the stuff that makes those tulips get really bright all of a sudden. Yeah, right. Okay, man. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. See if you change your opinion. Okay. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> Stumox, our ag meteorologist with those weather details. Lacrosse, you're starting off with cloudy skies. Currently 54 degrees. Mauston, cloudy and 52. Fond du Lac, you're cloudy and 45. Oshkosh, cloudy and 46. Madison at the airport, clear skies. Currently sitting at 46 degrees. Coming up after 5.30, we'll be checking in with our man Bryce Knorr, commodity specialist, Farm Futures Magazine. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. America is kept safe because the Army National Guard responds, protects, and supports our nation when it needs them most. From fighting wildfires with air support, helping civilians in flooded neighborhoods, to delivering food and supplies to those who have lost everything, the Army National Guard always responds when disaster strikes. The Army National Guard also trains to be ever vigilant against threats, foreign and domestic. They protect our skies with missile defense weaponry. They secure our information, communications and infrastructure with cybersecurity. And they protect us against chemical, biological and radiological hazards with the civilian support team. The Army National Guard also stands ready to deploy and provide support for conflicts or humanitarian missions abroad. Join the Army National Guard and be there to respond, protect, and support your community and your country. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. $194. What's that? That is what will buy you a $9,000 diamond ring. How is that possible? 60 equal payments at 9.99% with approved credit, I'll bet. Of course. What would be the monthly payment on $500? The payment on $500 is $10.75. But that's the smallest amount you can finance. What's the most? Depends on your credit. Really? Just $194 a month will finance $9,000? Are you sure about that? I'm positive. But you want to know what's even more? amazing? Say it, sister. What's even more amazing is what you can buy at Kessler's with even half that much money. True that. Sarah, you crack me up. Magnificent diamond stud earrings, engagement rings, and one-of-a-kind custom jewelry. Welcome to Kessler's. 60 equal payments at 9.99% with approved credit, but only until May 13th. At Kessler's, of course. Find the Kessler's nearest you at Kessler'sDiamonds.com. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 years and 80 minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity Windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity Windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243, or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. Are you dreading the idea of having to try on your summer shorts or swimsuits? Cool Sculpting at Rejuvenation Clinic can help. 
A Skincare Minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Cool sculpting is an amazing technology developed by Harvard scientists that can reduce stubborn fat bulges without surgery. During the treatment, the fat cells are frozen and slowly metabolized by your own body. These destroyed fat cells are permanently eliminated, giving a long-lasting result. Areas such as the stomach, flanks, inner and outer thighs, bra or back fat, and arms can safely and effectively be treated with cool sculpting. Start now to feel more confident in your summer wardrobe. Visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long-lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. RejuvenationClinicofSaukPrairie.com It all began with a guy and a truck. He was friendly, reliable, and most importantly, he fixed people's plumbing problems. But there were more plumbing problems out there, and more people needed help. So one truck became two. More dripping faucets and running toilets. More plumbing problems fixed and homeowners satisfied. Two trucks became four, which became ten. And now all kinds of Benjamin plumbing trucks filled with experts. When one of those shiny Benjamin trucks pulls up, you know your plumbing problems are over. And that Dale Benjamin, just like founding father Ralph Benjamin, is still standing behind it all. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Uh, visiting with our buddy Jocko, NBC 15 Sports. Now you go from the, the hope of what hopefully the Packers can do starting tomorrow night, Jocko, to the the trouble right now that is the Brewers. And again, I understand it's April 24th, and this thing can play out a million different ways between now and, and the end of the summer. But uh, not good. The Brewers lose their sixth of seventh game last night. Knowing that it's only April, what's your level of concern right now for the Brewers? I'd say it's, you know, <laughs> I think as a uh, as a fan, you know, it's always like, Six or seven, oh my God, I, I just, you know, thinking about talking last week, you know, that was seven days ago, we were, we were, you know, we felt pretty good about where everything was going and, and, and how things started and, and um, you know, was it crazy to win some of those games? Yeah. So, you know, I, I just think uh, it leveled off a little bit and, and hopefully this just the six out of seven games start, stops today against the Cardinals, but uh you know what we had talked about before the you know the season started was uh, pitching might be a concern and it has been at times guys having short outings and then eating up the bullpen and boy Hader makes a a, a bad pitch uh, a couple of bad pitches just left him over over the plate yeah he left him out over the plate against some some good hitters so um, you know he had that that O two fastball and and or or O two count and then he was throwing a slider and it didn't, didn't, <laughs> slide. didn't put it where he wanted to put it. It didn't slide and it hung up and it was gone. So um, it's too high. Jacko, uh, but, uh, I'm really close to tweeting out instead of the Brewers, I'm going to call them the Ewers. I'm really close. <laughs> I'm really close. Do you think I, I should I do like, it if they lose tonight? I would like it. Yeah, I think you got to. Ewers. But uh, but I, I, I do I, you know I I'm not terribly concerned. I'm a little concerned just because he wanted to, to to play better than that and what they've been playing in the last six out of seven games. It is so six games. The seventh game is fine. 
Uh, um, visiting with our friend uh, Jocko, NBC 15 Sports. Yeah, the, I mean, we, we could put that in a T-shirt. Well, I, you know, I do have a T-shirt uh, business, Jocko. I, but I, I don't want to profit, you know, on... Uh, <laughs> Uh, on the the, the downtroddenness of one of my teams, so I'm gonna I'm gonna table the Ewers. Uh, yeah, you know, if it's like eight, if it's like August and they're like fifty and ninety, I might break out an Ewers shirt. Yeah, that that would be it. I mean, that you know, our, and then you know, our Soul Patch dream would be dead. Oh, we so, have to have Soul Patches, yeah, Jocko. This that, is a thing, bro. That's that, I guess that's my level of concern. Is I'm growing a soul patch, you guys. Get it together. I'm starting right now, Jocko. That's how much time I need. All right. Well, well how about this then, Jocko? As a contingency plan, if the Bucks make the NBA Finals, can we do like a, a limited tails. yeah, or like rat tails or just like maybe a mustache or, or something? And See, that, I, you know, I, I promised Matt Hamilton that I'd grow a mustache if he wanted to go metal. And then, then he did it. Where's uh, the yeah, mustache? And, well, see, I grew up for like two days. <laughs> and, uh. And it was growing in nicely. Then I thought, "Oh my God, that's the ugliest thing ever!" You know, I'm already, I've already got the you know the ugly stick. I've been beaten with the ugly stick already. So, like, Jack, you're team I'm handsome. Dead. What are you talking about? Well, I love you. You know that. But uh, uh, but uh, but I figured. So I grew up for maybe it was like three days, and then went on the air with it. And we did a close up, and then I was like, "No way!" And <laughs> and, and and Matt Hamilton was mad at me, but uh, but uh, he he forgave me. So so I, I would say maybe maybe we do you know. Uh, an NBA soul patch and, and a major yeah. baseball. I want a rat tail. Let's go rat tails yeah. off for rat something. Tail? Yeah, Dude, that takes you know, like the NBA Let's do it for like a like a Packers thing. Something you need a rat tail, like some kind of it, something. That'd be sweet. But we'll know. go rat tails until the Packers are officially eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it's a, it's like they do the no shave November. It's like no no cut rat tail until there the Packers go. are eliminated. Oh, you get a haircut, just don't cut it in the back. Yeah. We're uh, you know we and we can you know make a T-shirt out of it. With there you go, there yeah. you go. Hey, uh, before I let you go, speaking of the Bucks, uh, you know now that we got through the formality of the Pistons, uh, I mean obviously the Celtics, it's a big time opponent. What, what do you think of the series? I mean obviously this go around, the Bucks have the home court advantage. Boston had it last year. I think everyone agrees this Bucks team is a heck of a lot better than the one that lost to Boston and Celtics uh, in seven last year. Like, what's your takeaway on this series, Bucks Celtics? Yeah, I think that uh, you know last year, you know the Bucks put a little bit of a scare into them, and maybe that helps them. And then, then yeah, Game Seven was was you know didn't work out the way that the Bucks wanted to. And then you know I think a lot of people are saying, well, Curry wasn't there, and uh, they're missing some key components. Well, the Bucks didn't have Coach Bud yet, and and they also didn't have you know Book Lopez and Pat Connington and you name it. So it was uh, I, I think it'll be a, a great series. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Boy, the markets just continue to spiral downwards. What is happening? What is the news the market's talking about? Good thing we've got Bryce Noor, commodity specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com, catching up with us live via Skype before we hit 6 o'clock. Did you know on this date back in 1859, they started construction on the Suez Canal and that major waterway continuing to connect the world? Also, on this date, back in 1953, they finally discovered DNA. Yeah, that double helix. It was the first time on this date, back in 1953, they actually described it. And on this date, back in 2011, the largest tornado outbreak ever in U.S. history. 348 people were killed in six states on this date, back in 2011. The the Weather Bureau said... 
There were 358 confirmed tornadoes that happened on this date back in 2011. Fortunately, our weather has none of that in it. We are going to hit a daytime high today right around uh, 67 degrees, so still a nice warm day. But then uh, tomorrow through the weekend, things are going to cool down. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Thursday. A no-brainer. That's the way that Jim Mulhern, President and CEO of the National Milk Producers Federation, characterizes the new dairy margin coverage program available for our dairy producers. Now, the program went in place under the 2018 Farm Bill, but because of the government shutdown earlier this year, dairy farmers are still waiting for the opportunity to sign up and get involved in those benefits. Still, Jim Mulhern says any dairy farm out there, regardless of size, needs to take a look at this program. This is a much improved program from what the old margin protection program was. Without going through all of the history of that, we tried in 2014 to develop a new policy. There were changes that were made as part of the congressional budgeting process that rendered the program ineffective. Uh, We saw what the problems were with the program. We've fixed those, and the program that's going to be in place starting January 1 of this year, so it's retroactive, when when sign-up opens up, Coverage is going to be effective back to January 1. Um, it's, it's going to be simpler, much better safety net than the previous program. So under the old program, the highest margin you could cover was $8. That was the top. Um, we have increased that to nine fifty, and we may even be able to get it a little bit better through some other changes. But that nine fifty coverage at a much, much lower premium cost, we know already that for the first two months of this year, because USDA is calculating the actual margin, for the first two months of this year is already going to pay the premium for the entire year. Mm -hmm. So this program is one that really is a no-brainer. I encourage farmers to get into the FSA office as soon as they can, go online, do research on this program. People need to sign up for the 950 level on their first 5 million pounds of production, and, uh, and if they have production above that level, look at the Tier 2 coverage. Um, you can you know, get a, a little bit of a safety net there as well, plus the additional risk management programs we have in the bill. LGM has been expanded and improved, and the new revenue protection plan. So there's some really strong risk management programs and safety net features in this bill. Everybody needs to look at it, and I really encourage producers to sign up for this this new improved uh, dairy margin coverage program. And if you like it, you can stick around for this one. It's not like you've got to re-sign up every year if you don't want. And that's a good point, Pam, that if you sign up for five years at the 950 level, you get a 25% discount on your premium. So at 950, the premium cost is 15 cents per hundredweight mm-hmm. on the first 5 million pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, if you sign up for the five-year coverage mm-hmm. uh, this year, um, the at 950, mm-hmm. the rate drops to um, 11, just over 11 and one third cents mm-hmm. for the full five years. We know, and this is important, the average margin in the U.S. for the last 10, 15 years has been eight dollars and fifty cents. This program lets you insure at a dollar above what the average margin has been. Yeah. That kind of makes the math a little simple here. Um, it is a bit of a no-brainer to get in there, sign up for this program. It will provide benefits. It's not going to make anybody rich. It's not going to pay all the bills, but it will be a much more effective safety net than we've had in the past. Well, and I might have a little extra jingle because of the refunds on margin protection pro. And that's a good point, that the margin um, refunds from the previous program, we were able to get that into the farm bill. So the, the money that people paid in 2014 through 17, yeah. which really 
14 was only three months, but you, the payments you made, if you signed up for the program in 15, 16, and 17, um, the net payment, so any benefits you received, which weren't very much because the program wasn't very effective, but all the payments you made, you'll get a refund of 75% of that if you uh, sign up for five years, uh, or sign up for the, for the program at all, and if you don't want to be in the program, you get a 50% refund of your premium. So that's going to be an added feature, added benefit as well. Jim Mulhern, he is president and CEO of the National Milk Producers Federation, talking about the new dairy margin coverage program in place under the 2018 Farm Bill. But sign up for that program will begin mid-June. Dairy farmers, like you said, today is a good day to spend some time researching it. Talk to your county farm service agency office and try to get ahead on the paperwork. It's 541. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. When their employees live where you live, that's Wisconsin Strong. When they support the local community by giving back, that's Wisconsin Strong. When your insurance premiums stay here, that's keeping Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto, home, business, and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row. Their local agents and local employees make us Wisconsin Strong. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise. Who's there even when times are hardest. Whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil. Who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. So sorry to report the loss of former state representative Ed Brooks. He passed away at the age of 76 after battling cancer for the past uh, year or two. If you were involved in the dairy industry, chances are you got a chance to meet Ed. Not only did he dairy on his own operation in Reedsburg, he also was a guiding force on the former Wisconsin Dairies Cooperative and then in turn, Foremost Farms USA. Ed decided that he wanted to represent Wisconsin agriculture at the State House. He became a state representative, but he never lost his love of farming or his passion for the dairy industry. I'll tell you, I saw Ed at all kinds of different charity functions as a state representative and just a guy that loved his community. Uh, he was often at the Sauk County Fairs, a lot of different county fairs. He was there supporting the livestock meat sales and uh, doing whatever he could to try to help rally agriculture. Former Wisconsin Representative Ed Brooks has passed at the age of 76. Condolences. Well, you could almost say condolences for our markets this morning. They continue a downward spiral. We'll talk about it with Bryce in just a moment. In overnight electronic trade, December corn down another penny and a half to 374 and a half. November beans up a penny and three quarters at 891 and a quarter. July new crop wheats down a half at 438 a bushel. Barrel cheese yesterday gained two and a half cents to 160. 40 pound block cheese that was down a quarter of a cent at 167. Double A butter down three quarters of a cent at 225 and a half fluid milk contracts in Chicago. The May milk up a nickel, 1589 a hundredweight. June milk overnight up a nickel at 1610. We do hang on to $16 money on that fluid milk contract through the end of 2019. All right, coming up next, what is going on with the markets? Bryce Knorr tries to explain for us in layman's terms next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Now. 
now. The easy and fastest way to order Ag Parts is with Sloan Express, America's Ag Parts supplier. Simply put, Sloan Express is a lower price alternative to original manufacturer parts. And now, free shipping on orders over $195 right to your front door. Plus, we offer free shipping to 20 Sloan locations. Enter code WISCONSIN10 at checkout and save 10%. Get your free catalog online at SloanEx.com or call today. I-39 Supplies, word of the day, asthma. Went in and got prices on trailers at I-39. Great deals, but I got an asthma wife. Trailers, service, and more. I-39supply.com. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years and 80 Minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity Windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity Windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243. Or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. Jewelry is always the perfect gift for that special someone. You want to go to Goodman's Jewelers, where they have the experience and patience to work with you to find that perfect diamond. Pendant necklace, diamond earrings, engagement ring. It'll be a one of a kind and all yours at Goodman's Jewelers. A couple blocks from the Capitol on State Street. If your workout schedule includes baling hay and pitching pins, then you might just listen to Pam. It's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report. All righty, 546 now on a Thursday morning. Our man Bryce Knorr, commodity specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com, is joining us live via Skype. Boy, Bryce, I got to tell you, this has been just a nasty week when it comes to my market reports. There doesn't seem to be a lot of new, fresh information that the market's working with, but boy, those prices keep falling down. Right. Uh, making new contract lows uh, in uh, uh, corn and wheat and uh, soybeans coming darn close to it. Uh, uh, came close to the lows made all the way back in September on the May contract. A uh, bunch of things going on. First of all, uh, until yesterday, at least, we didn't uh, have any fresh updates on the trade talks between the U.S. and China. Now we've got two more rounds of negotiations scheduled back-to-back the next two weeks. That's what's helping uh, soybeans perhaps rebound a little today. We're up three cents on most of the contracts. Uh, But uh, uh, wheat particularly has been beaten up by uh, a dollar that's trading at uh, four-month highs. And uh, part of that is uh, just the soaring U.S. stock market. Uh, we hit a uh, all-time record close the other day on the S&P 500. Good corporate earnings here in the U.S. So money moving into the U.S. because uh, growth troubles uh, kind of remain a, a threat around the rest of the world. So that's weakening other currencies. Folks want to be in the dollar. Uh, today, now, we got uh, stocks look like they're going to be headed lower. So we have safe haven buying adding to that. But when that dollar goes up, uh, the price uh, of U.S. wheat and to a certain extent, corn has to adjust lower 
in order to stay competitive on world markets there where there's still a whole lot of grain uh, around. So yesterday what we saw when uh, wheat broke uh, right before the uh, close of the overnight trade and just kept going on the morning open and that dragged everything lower. Yeah, and uh, so what what are we looking forward to today? Is there any way that we can try to right the ship? Well, we do get some export data out uh, today. Uh, that'll show uh, what was uh, the U.S. sold last week. Uh, expecting the numbers actually to, uh, to uh, improve somewhat and uh, to be pretty decent for wheat. The trouble with wheat is uh, the marketing year uh, is just about over. So uh, we're really talking about uh, starting to think about uh, the harvest of new crops. So you got that anticipation of harvest pressure weighing on the market. Uh, for corn, uh, the numbers should be uh, decent. We've actually seen uh, uh, some pretty good corn movement lately. And the, the soybean numbers should pick up uh, as well. But the trouble with soybeans, of course, is we're just not uh, getting uh, a lot of buying from China yet. Uh, now, the Chinese Customs Department put out uh, some numbers overnight on Chinese imports and they, from both the U.S. and Brazil. And they did show an improvement. Uh, but still uh, nowhere near where we were last year. And uh, their total imports are still down 17, 18%. So they're just buying fewer soybeans uh, overall. And that's uh, due mostly due to the African swine fever that's devastated their hog industry. Yeah, that's uh, that's been the newsmaker for everybody all the way around. So next week, uh, back in China for more trade discussion. Now they've kicked that can down towards June as a possible time for resolution. Is the market even paying attention at this stage in the game, Bryce? Well, uh, the market just doesn't have high hopes uh, uh, because uh, the the corn and soybean marketing years are starting to wind down too, uh, you know, and uh, we still have large supplies hanging around. And again, you know, we were first talking about maybe March for a deal, then April, then May, and now, like you say, June. So this is just kind of water torture of a drip, drip, drip. And uh, it's coming against a uh, backdrop with a lot of anxiety around the world. You know, we talk about the stock market and how robust it's been. This seems to be what agriculture lives with. When we're hot, stocks are not. When stocks are high, we seem to be suffering. Right, what else are you watching out there, Bryce, to try to give us a little a little hope? You know, we're supposed to be getting out there to plant. We've got the potential for snow back in our forecast around Wisconsin. What else are you kind of keeping an eye on? Well, actually, you know, there's a lot of talk that crops are in good shape around the world in the northern hemisphere uh, and even in the, the second crop corn down in Brazil. When you actually look at the, the rainfall totals, uh, they aren't that impressive. And so there are a lot of areas where the crops are, uh, particularly the wheat crop uh, over in uh, the Europe, Black Sea region, uh, appears to be in decent shape, but really hasn't been picking up a whole lot of uh, uh moisture in terms of the, the percentage of normal rainfall. So you got to wonder if it uh, we all, all of a sudden turn uh, dry, we could see lower production than folks are anticipating. But again, until you uh, actually get the combines rolling or actually see visible signs of damage, it's hard for uh, folks to, uh, to get upset. Uh, with the uh, terrible weather we're having so far this spring, again, the trade 
uh, believes farmers can plant uh, uh, more than half or half the crop uh, in a week, which they've done in the past. So uh, the, the, it's uh, difficult for the trade to get excited about that, of course, uh, because they're not the folks who were sitting around waiting for those fields to dry out. Right, right. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about that African swine fever situation and maybe how it's also playing in on Brazil. Uh, it, we we kind of get goofed up in our minds, Bryce. We think everybody's planting. In reality, South America, Brazil's pretty much done with uh, their soybean har- harvest. Uh, Argentina's coming on. But they're in the same boat we are as far as African swine fever and that uh, grain demand. Right. And so what you're seeing is those Brazilian prices are... Uh, matching ours, and we're just all uh, going down together. Uh, so uh, I guess uh, the good news is we have plenty of company. Uh, but uh, right now, Brazilian soybeans uh, are uh, maintaining pace. They're a little bit cheaper uh, than U.S. soybeans, even though, uh, like for China, uh, we have a, a advantage in shipping costs. But when you add those two uh, together, they're still cheaper. So we're all uh, kind of uh, going down in the, uh, the, the, the same boat and the uh, prices just keep going lower. So until we uh, uh, see some sort of crop problem around the world uh, to start reducing these uh, supplies, uh, it's going to be difficult uh, uh, to really get the, get the market interested. Now, this is taking place uh, in the backdrop of a world commodity market when you look at overall commodities that are actually doing quite well. And that's because of crude oil. Crude oil uh, staying above $66 a barrel, despite a big increase in U.S. stocks uh, last week. And that's just because of all the violence around the world in some of the key producing areas, the ongoing uh, uh, trouble with uh, with uh, sanctions for uh, Iran, uh, cuts by OPEC. And uh, so uh, we're uh, suffering a one-two punch. Uh, some of our production costs are higher uh, due to those higher petroleum prices. And so far, it hasn't had much, if any, impact on the ethanol market. Ethanol production uh, picked up last week, so stocks built. And uh, right now, uh, ethanol is trading uh, at uh, a uh, 65% discount uh, to gasoline. Mm. So uh, folks should be blending a whole lot more ethanol uh, into their summer fuels so uh, we should see at least some pickup in demand. But again, uh, we're kind of uh, in a hole. So uh, we'll be lucky just to reach USDA's forecast in terms of the amount of corn that's used for ethanol. Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll see what the export numbers have to say for us today. Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine and FarmFutures.com, breaking it down for you as we get ready for a Thursday trade session. Don't forget, he updates his comments around 7.30 Central Time. You can read it online, FarmFutures.com. It's 5.55.